I'm excited to see how Kohli and Flar go together. Uh, I won't be surprised if Kohli has. I mean, really that will create Kohli flower. Kohli flower ball. Are you ready oh for that? Kohli go B. Everyone go on mute. This is last couple of minutes. Oh no. TV Empire to director. We have a player review. Can we rock and roll, please? Hello and welcome to episode 106 106 of the Bits and Pieces podcast the friendliest cricket podcast in all of this beautiful world with me today are many familiar voices who will all say hey guys and then tell you why they are addicted to this podcast let's start with tony hey guys I also feel like uh, it should be more inclusive so we should say hello folks or something like that and why are you addicted to this podcast story <laughs> it's the only one that will have me on i think uh, over a period of time i've learned to love the sound of my voice especially once i've modulated it for podcasts so yeah my daughter absolutely hates it saying why are you using your <laughs> big boy voice this is the only thing i care <laughs> okay great to have you as always sandy ji you're up next Why I'm addicted to this podcast because no first you uh, have to say hey guys hey guys oh, नहीं बोला hey hey guys and everyone uh, just to be inclusive like Tony and uh, why I'm addicted uh, I love how he jinx everything that is going on in Indian cricket and otherwise <laughs> lovely thank you Chappi this is like uh, some bowler was asked can you bowl bowl six yorkers You basically just come on and you're like, can I bowl a over full of googlies? I can't be asked to write an intro. Now let's put these people on the spot. Why, why don't you do it? This is Sardo's interview to uh, Ian Bishop, man. Yeah, yeah. I don't Even, know what happens. I have, <laughs> but I have outsourced. Even Rangoli has been outsourced. <laughs> <laughs> proper, proper HR. हेलो फोक How, why am i why am i addicted to this podcast um two words for me verbal diarrhea whenever there is a match going okay some days i love the whatsapp groups some days i am like why are there 1362 messages but i just look at five messages and there is so much i have learned mostly irrelevant but uh, many times uh, relevant and i'm and i'm like okay I should open this uh, WhatsApp group in a few days again and see what more I can learn. Lovely. <laughs> Rachna is like, this is a bad habit I'm trying to kick. It's not... <laughs> New Year uh, resolution. Yeah. This was like Alcoholics Anonymous from Rachna. Very nice. Which is the which is the vibe we are going for? Okay, Bisi, you're up next. Hey guys and hello everyone. Uh, I am addicted to bits and pieces because I like to wake up at 4 a.m. in the morning. Thank you. Lovely, nice. And I am your host, 
uh, El Chopernos. Hey guys and girls, I'm addicted to this podcast because uh, I think we are the worst of everything and the best of everything at the same time as far as it comes to cricket. Why? <laughs> when did Sri Sri Ravi Shankar really join the pod, man? <laughs> no, is... no, this is this is some other author, no? Charles Dickens, best of everything, worst of everything. Best of times, oh, the worst of times. The best of times, into the worst of times. There is one book called uh, What They Teach You in Harvard Business School. And there is another book called What They Don't Teach Don't You in teach Harvard you. Business School. So if you put both together, that contains the sum total of all the knowledge in the universe, it seems, because it is what they teach you and what they don't teach you at our own business. Like that only this part. Okay, so we'll first hear from Rachna today on uh, a little trip that she's planning to Nepal for cricketing purposes. Rachna, why don't you tell us about it? Uh, oh God, I have to give a disclaimer that I'm still waking up. So I've been selected as a part of um, this global organization called Cricket Without Boundaries to be a coach, a cricket coach. Um, I'll be coaching 11 to 15 year olds and my first stint is going to be in Nepal. So first of all, how I heard about this opportunity. Can we just like take a moment to applaud? Yeah, that? applaud. Yeah. Yeah. Well played. Hey, HR, please organize some <laughs> emoticons. So what is this? Yeah, like... Oh, and cake, yeah, cake and emoji. And snacks for all of us to celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> snacks and coffee for those who are awake at um, this un- un- unearthly hour. And how I how I even heard about Cricket Without Boundaries. So that's thanks to one of our uh, fellow podcasters, uh, Srinath, who happened to refer me uh, to this organization and um, the idea is how do we you know one promote cricket in um, emerging markets so they're present in several African countries uh, Kenya, Rwanda, Uganda um, I think these three at the moment and uh, the the first country outside of Africa is Nepal Um, and so essentially it's a kind of like a uh, teach for India um, doctors without borders kind of concept so one is to promote cricket here, but also to promote life skills to cricket. So um, a lot around, you know, healthcare. So around um, uh, female menstruation, for uh, example, is one that I am going to be in particular focusing on. And I'm going to be teaching um, and working with 11 to 15 year olds. What this means in terms of how coaching is going to look like, how the day to day is going to be, I am not aware at the moment, uh, but I will certainly be on the podcast uh, to talk about it uh, once I'm back. I will pause here and if there are any questions, because I definitely have missed out, I might have missed out on important things that I should have mentioned. Um, okay, first yeah. question from me, which area of Nepal is this going to be in? Charles <laughs> is ready with questionnaire for everyone. <laughs> now he's going to ask geographical <laughs> coordinates also. factory Very nice. Wait, Charles, if this doesn't follow through with a Nepal anecdote from you, then like we are then, then... voiding the question. Yeah. Void ab initio. This is um about eleven to twelve hours from Kathmandu in the southeast of Nepal called um Bidar Nagar. Wow. And okay. so, yeah, we are not in, uh, and it's not even, and Biranagar, while I was reading about it, is the second largest city in Nepal. Um, we are not in Biranagar either. We are going to be in the outskirts of Biranagar somewhere. This is what I know at the moment. How long is this thing? Uh-huh. So um, my stint is for about two weeks, just over two weeks. Um, and we'll be going to various schools around around uh, the area. And um, how it works is you are a project team of about seven to eight people. 
Um, I should mention that everyone else in my project team, in my opinion, is way more highly qualified than I am. So, for example, my project lead, he is the current um head coach of the Rwanda cricket team. Um, we have wow. people who are, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, one person who is currently in Australia with some of the cricketers at the moment. I am someone who tries to wake up at 4 a.m. to attend a <laughs> podcast where we uh, where we banter about cricket. So I'm uh, still not entirely sure what my contribution is going to be. But as I usually tell, um, you know, everybody and including in this interview, in the interview as well, when I had it for Cricket Without Boundaries, is my enthusiasm far exceeds my skill. Um, so that's going to be my motto for <laughs> two weeks as well. It's Fantastic. it's okay, Rachna. This is the same feeling Ashana has <laughs> during Sena tours. Key is <laughs> <laughs> to keep making YouTube videos and be on podcasts. <laughs> I, I should mention one thing, though, that um, this organization has been great in terms of scouting for uh, for these various countries. So, for example, sorry, by this by this organization, you mean this uh, bits and pieces podcast? By by law of transitivity, yes, ultimately it all boils down to bits and pieces podcast. So, Cricket Without Boundaries has been the organization been a great organization in terms of sourcing sourcing talent um, in cricket and. So um, I was reading that the um, the Rwanda captain was discovered through uh, the Rwanda female captain was discovered um, through um, uh, cricket boundaries. She attended uh, these uh, she attended coaching sessions many years ago, and yeah, her journey kept going since then. So um, I'm excited with the prospect of uh, working in a community which probably has not you know had as much access to formalized cricket. Secondly, the opportunity to work with a diverse set of people. You, you asked me why this and. Uh, one of the motivators for me was when um, I had spent a day with the with India's blind cricket team, both the the male and the female team, a few months ago when they were participating in the World Blind Games. Seeing that cricket is not just the conventional white slash red leather ball, and there are different. It's actually a very accessible sport um, and a very inclusive sport um, that can be played by literally everyone. So that was again a big motivator for me. So yeah. Yeah. No, it's great that, uh, you know, there is so much seriousness going into uh, countries that may not conventionally play cricket. Have I told you a story about how my cousin became the softball captain for Kerala? Basically, she was in school and uh, this is one Navodaya school, right? And basically, one day a teacher came and asked, does anyone have a passport size photo with them? And for some reason, she had one and she gave it. Next morning in Malayalam Manorama, we are reading that she's the softball captain for Kerala uh, school team, right? So they just did it to fill, <laughs> oh fill something up. Nice. But yeah, glad to know this is very different where you're actually like putting in serious effort to uh, promote the sport uh, where it's not played. Since uh, since Rachna can't keep her video on, we will put her passport size photo uh, on YouTube also. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely to uh, know about that, Rachna. And we hope to have you recording... Um, you know, one episode with the rest of us, with the rest of the gang, when you are actually in Nepal, that'll be so much fun. I I can't, um, you know, wait to go back to Kathmandu. I just love that place. And hopefully when Rachna is around, I am going to be able to make a work trip at that time and meet her uh, in Nepal of all places. Okay, Tony, can you pull up uh, Rob Linda's... Uh, Twitter link on uh, share screen. Yeah, please. This, do this that. is proper, like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Please share screen. Oh, Are you not this... prepared with slides and all? What is this? <laughs> 
Troy Johnson has pulled off something quite remarkable here. Nick Kelly's coming late, but the catch will stand. I'm sure of it. Lofted shot, straight over the top. Is it? Has it got enough? Oh, what a catch! Yes, they pulled it off. No, once again, have you have you seen the Faf Duplessis catch? Yes, yes. That is yeah, at least in the tournament I'm aware of. Now, Chappi, will you tell me where uh, this is from? Uh, it was in the match yesterday, no? SM yeah, that 20. is fine. Like, should we go to Crazy Jones or Mufa or Robelinda? <laughs> oh, okay. Wait, wait. I'll tell you. <laughs> Two so, great catches. Okay. What do we do, GD about this catch now? Yeah. Okay. Now, GD about this catch. <laughs> in, in in opinion of my learned friend, I know what Tony will say. Such catches are supposed to be taken. No, what to be <laughs> agreed. When no, batsman actually... edges, it comes fast. Yeah, if it was uh, chops, it would have been a straightforward catch because there would have been a straight long off. No, <laughs> what is <that? laughs> they got the field wrong? That is why you had to make it exceptional. Only Dhoni can keep that fielding. <laughs> Everyone's biased. Chops, you have to tell us your straight long off story, though. I don't think uh, you know, everyone knows. <laughs> I think everyone knows by no. now, but. <laughs> i don't i don't think uh, box cricket is is a thing that people are not aware of so box cricket was happening and for some reason i don't know i was fielding at straight long off right because there is some rule somewhere that we learnt a long time ago when yeah. we were kids you can't stand Correct. right behind the stumps correct so i was i was standing just to the I left of it. the stumps and uh, the batter hit a big shot which was to the left of me right near the edge of the uh, of the box with its netted walls and everything and i ran to my left which is my wrong side unnatural side and i dived full length to take up a catch and no one came to celebrate because as uh, tony would have said for this catch in super smash also it was supposed to be taken <laughs> it is your job as uh, our friend sridha dudha yeah. channel roykin <laughs> totally yeah so well, yes well thoughts about this catch i i honestly think that uh, to be able to throw the ball back into the playing area has been done for like a, like uh, multiple years now and many good catches are there where the fielder who's taken the initial catch itself uh, is able to jump it or uh, he's able to pass it on to someone else but i thought to be able to sort of go against the direction of the momentum and throw it back was was quite something i don't think i've ever watched a catch this good i mean having the presence of mind to you know uh, stop yourself with the knee uh, he took the knee but uh, he stopped oh. himself with the knee and then uh, threw it back brilliant catch Uh, i'm sure tony does not have any view because it's new zealand following this will be the cage match we thought we'd never have between sandy ji and wamu where we discuss is fielding really important 
in T20s or in cricket. Let's go for it. Come on. Yeah. Vamu, please, please share your point of view. I don't think fielding is all that important in T20 cricket. Like, I mean, what happened in that match eventually? Like, did the team that took the catch even end up winning the match? You, you go and make the but, point because no one knows the facts here. But, but, Vamu, but you, you have never said that catches aren't important. You say ground fielding isn't important. Now, don't change ah, your stance. That is also fair. That is also fair. <laughs> My God. So, you are okay. So you're okay with fielders, uh, you know, giving away boundaries uh, by not diving. But, uh, you, I mean, you basically feel that if the bowling and batting skill is there, fielding is not required. That's what yep. we keep discussing, yeah. Yep. And uh, I might sound like Saniji here. I don't think uh, it will work if you have just bowlers and batters. You need to have good fielders. One or two no, so Ash, Ash and Naz are allowed. Right? Hey, I think Bowling in T20 to... cricket and all, like why is fielding even like important? I mean, like goat West Indies T20 sides like at Gale and like a bunch of 30 plus year olds who could hardly move around and all that. So I, I don't think that yeah, it's yeah. that important. No, no, you are correct. But I don't think you can have... That's uh, it. That's it. Correct. <laughs> no, no. You are correct Part about Gale. Bye, bye. Let's go. About <laughs> Gale, you are correct. But you can't have uh, five more, uh, you know, four or five fielders who can't field in a T20 match, is what I feel. It can turn the match around due to bad fielding. You can have one Gale, which is fine. Okay. That's basically what happened in the, the last India Australia women's T20 series. Yeah, yeah. Hey, one second. Like, who wins the IPL every year? The team they have that great uh, fielders, scores yeah. most number of runs ah, in the final. Yeah. I mean, it's a team that has Shivam Dube, Ambati Raidu, Tushar Deshpande, <laughs> then that Simranjit Singh, and uh, who else is? One more very lousy fielder in that side. Mahindra Singh Dhoni. <laughs> 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 So, IPL so, is the benchmark of uh, T20 cricket, right? Cool. Let's send this little snippet back to Melbourne, please, for verification. <laughs> so, fielding, Rachna, uh, you were mentioning something about the last India-Australia series that happened in India. Do you think fielding and such catches that we saw in the Super Smash and uh, SAT 20, Faf Duplessis, etc., more of a role, less of a role in deciding the outcome of uh, women T20 matches? Honestly, just thinking about the last series, don't even want to compare it to these um, catches. And if they can just take the catches, that would have been enough. That would have made <laughs> somewhat of a difference. Uh, the moment that I'm actually recollecting um, is every time a catch was dropped. I mean, I, I never knew who the fielding coach was for the India team. But now I distinctly know his face. It was catch drop. <laughs> that person's face is uh, on, on the screen. screen. But 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 uh, but I agree that it's. Uh, I mean, there is a slight distinction between taking the catches, taking great catches, and ground fielding. And I I think it's a much bigger conversation when it comes to fielding fielding generally. Like you could see you could see um the stark difference between India and Australia. Um, and I I think that did play a big role in the game. Yeah. And. 
I also say this from a bowler's perspective because when you're bowling and you and your fielders do well and stop a boundary, etc., it really boosts you up rather than people giving away easy fours and then it, uh, you know, demolishes your morale while bowling also. No, I think this is a good uh, good point to Sandeji segue into Sandeji's bowling exploits. Flex, flex, flex. Like, <laughs> as a bowler, then after two minutes, he'll say, like, from a batsman's perspective, I know. <laughs> as the only regularly playing cricketer other than Rahul in the BNP. <laughs> Sandeji, oh, what, what about your bowling is uh, so magical that fielders throw themselves to the ground for uh, stopping runs and taking no, catches. No, it's nothing to do with my bowling. It's my aggressive shouting uh, oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> when they miss feed. I, I, I would rather give them examples of myself when they are bowling and I'm fielding. <laughs> they are scared of that. Okay. Oh, so, fielding flex now. Fielding, fielding flex. flex. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I was going to say. Got, the last two minutes have been a proper asana mimicry and all. It's like, I will bowl like him. I will flex also like him. I will abuse you for not fielding when I am bowling. Oh. Now, from a batter's point of view, it is equivalent to running between the wickets. Sunny G is on the pod now. My God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in T20 cricket, now we are going to talk about running between the yes, yes. Very nice. Dude, I have good. I have one amazing uh, little comment, piece of comment from Ian Chappell, who has gone peak Sunny G. You have to, like, this is him speaking about uh, the slow pace of uh, play and tests. And I think it nicely encompasses whatever we were just discussing right now. Why are batters allowed to meet mid-pitch during overs to discuss who knows what without penalty? Why aren't batters informed that etiquette requires them to be in their stance at the crease when a bowler is ready to deliver? Heat extremes accepted. Why allow drinks at times outside of the regular break? Why do glove changes occur so often? Surely this is superstitious more than need. Why aren't boundaries signaled only for balls that hit the rope rather than allowing pointless replays that look at the whereabouts of a fielder's feet or hands? <laughs> no, but I I don't know. I mean, it's when you have given that uh, disclaimer or introduction to the comment at the beginning, I don't know if, if uh, one should agree or not or take the <laughs> risk of agreeing or not. But I, I genuinely think it's like some of those things. I don't know so much about Let's say if a bowler has a long run-up, how much time is really wasted in, you know, batters just uh, meeting mid-pitch and discussing if uh, the ball is moving in, out, wherever. But the rest of the stuff, like, I don't know, for some good reason, cricket is crazy about, you know, those replays where uh, whether the ball is in contact with the fielder. You imagine he's... that catch that we just saw a replay of. That poor third umpire would have seen some 20 times to decide whether it was a 6-4 yeah. out, not out. <laughs> and it it is actually a monumental waste of time trying to do that in a T20 game. It's like it, it, you're trying to essentially compete with the other sports of the world, but... saying that we have a condensed version. And what do you do? You spend half the time doing VAR on it. VAR is a laughing stock anyways of the whole world. It, it's a total waste of time. But what if uh, the ball has gone... Almost into the stands and then the fielder does a hurdle race uh, over the billboards or the advertising boards and then catches no, I mean, there. You have to start you have to start from inside the field now. You ah. you can't be outside the field of play when uh, the bowler starts his run up. So after that you do whatever jing bang you want to do. <laughs> Take the catch, stop the run, and move yeah. on with it. 
and and i think this 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 is also i, I mean we i think india was docked points for slow over rate also right? even though the game got completed in what two days no that was the first test match where was it oh, yeah, yeah this this section first is in test. the fond fond memory of uh, oh. uh, our uh, pod brother nitin sundar who is uh, currently on uh, what is it called vipassana retreat so fond memory of nittu i was saying according that... to icc it shouldn't be called a slow over rate that is taking up too much time it should be called slower rate my question was uh, i don't know if it got answered vamu's question is slightly different sandy ji is that uh, will you pick someone based on their fielding in a team no the que- uh, the question is uh, with basic uh, fielding skills or a, a, a decent bowler with basic uh, fielding skills or a good bowler with zero fielding skills right no so so the larger point that i wanted to make was uh, cricket has too much been about numbers right and like while everyone agrees that uh, in t20 you should look at averages or that or this ultimately you are ending up with the same 11 uh, are we going back to the india discussion on why like kohli oh, and dobro are brack <laughs> so i think like in general uh, we need to have better ways of looking at uh, assessing players right whether it is in terms of what you are contributing with the field or how you are actually sort of reacting to match situations and uh, doing that i think cricket has a numeracy problem in that there is too much data and like anyone can put any kind of table to justify something else are we but, trashing date on this pod no, what <laughs> i have no idea who you are talking about no but in general uh, vamu and bisi you follow a lot of football right like how how do you evaluate a player's performance and like who gets picked is it just like banter based or is there like a more well rounded way of doing that would like to assume that there is a logic to the uh, mayhem that you might see from the outside that that's my personal opinion entirely saying that you know there is stats on one side plus a good yeah. mixture of uh, what you believe uh, is the ideal combination on that particular day and whoever no, takes that call yeah sorry football football also has a like a hardcore scouting culture no like you hear stories all the time about the scouts in some godforsaken league in some godforsaken part of the world picking a player and saying he is going to be the next big yeah, thing yeah. and bringing him to some acad- academy or something right so again that is not meant with um, see you, what you try to do from the scouting perspective is to create a pool of players for the future that that's the intention right it's not necessarily going to be tailor made to whatever approach you want for the next series for example let's say you don't scout with a, a five test match uh england series in mind you scout for the larger picture saying yes this guy plays well broadly ticks off some boxes uh the point where we are essentially saying is that how do i pick the ideal playing 11 basis data is again up for debate because i don't know how uh, relevant it is on that particular day i'm sure chennai uh, csk's selections is based on gut feeling or how some the whoever the selectors are within the group perceive somebody is performing on in the nets that's it it's it's as recent as that and and you go with it and it it works most of the time so who's to uh, question that particular uh, methodology no i think this uh, overload of stats is now a problem in football also to be honest and i think it's more a function of proliferation of social media and what moneyball has really spawned off because like everybody like goes and starts creating their own stats and like try justifying like particular selections and all that like 
I mean, we get irritated by some stats-based cricket accounts. Football is at a different level altogether, to be honest. I mean, like the kind of like silly debates that happen around like ground duels and like heading accuracy. Oh, ground duels is like matchups plus plus, is it? Yeah, yeah, something <laughs> like. I mean, like the ability to go tackle and like win the ball, uh, stuff like. Tracking I mean, back percentage and all that. I, I've read a stat about tracking back percentage. I have no idea how that is calculated. So it it is it is at a different level altogether. Uh I think in my opinion, like most modern cricket teams do track the important data. I don't think they are like they go by averages and stuff like that. I think most modern T20 teams do look at what is relevant, but obviously none of that is like out in the public domain so i think as a spectator you have to kind of make your mind up make up your mind as to like what has triggered a particular selection or an exclusion and i think that's it's it's a problem across like sport to be honest or, so i don't or, think it's something or if you don't know but, why a team has made a particular selection please tune into our episode and you'll find out <laughs> <laughs> so but, in some sense uh, it is coming back to strawberry farmer from jharkhand is actually the best person to do this like forget yeah. whatever stats tell you watch people in the nets and pick i think it's and a fair call. And, and, he and, makes and it i think yeah yeah in in one of the episodes uh, tanmay but uh, also our uh, episode no I, one I of pod uh, one of the other podcast tanmay but was telling that he was discussing with dhoni and dhoni said that i select people based on uh, their confidence in the last uh, 15 days or one month rather than uh talent uh, because yeah. if there is no confidence uh you know that talent may not be useful in a match uh, which is uh, just going to last 40 overs so uh, that is also something that he keeps in mind but my question to everyone here is uh we talk about let's say a stat on uh you know a team which wins the toss bats first uh, wins 80% of the time on this ground does it really matter uh because on that day probably the weather forecast is uh of showers and maybe bowling first makes more sense does it i mean if that stat has to be believed then probably uh, pakistan will never be able to beat india in a world cup right that is a different one right like like we like to think that many things have a causative effect in cricket yeah. people still don't know that overcast conditions actually cause more swing if you look at the numbers that bear it out and obviously like some four years ago you played a team they won doesn't mean like there is a jinx or anything like that right? i mean obviously i'm not saying that uh, the mental side of the game doesn't exist but that is more straightforward my sort of uh, approach to this was to say that uh, the worst job in the world is that of the indian selector right like you are only allowed to put 11 players on the field out of a pool of so many like how do you even go about doing that is uh, something that i don't know don't like say it's so many see, because all, they the, no no tony <laughs> tony they exactly use uh, uh, the anecdote which you shared who has a passport photograph right now Yeah so i mean from an indian perspective right indian men's cricket perspective if you are going to be judged on the trophies that you win or don't win or how <laughs> close you were to winning it but didn't win the last 10 years or whatever 
how are you ever going to pick a team and i mean i like i don't have a answer to this to say I, I 2024 the, world cup it's the right up. time for for all of us to say shaz kohl yeah greater than greater than greater than <laughs> <laughs> that, that you can say at any point of time no why why are you no because he made a point about the trophies won or not won no <laughs> <laughs> no but in general i'm agreeing with sandy ji and dhoni that uh, vibes is a better metric than uh, all of this nonsense because if your tournament is 6 months from now and like there is so much happening and t20 is the format where luck plays a humongous role right uh, much more than any other format so i don't know i feel like vibes is much better uh, metric than anything else chops what are your thoughts uh, i think i mean with like with most things it's got to be some sort of a like a middle path i don't i i often think that maybe just telling let's say a left arm spinner that uh, you know you you have done better in the past against a batter of such and such type is almost like a confidence booster so in a sense that data that you have culled out from how many ever balls that you have tracked it going in the right way to the captain and to that bowler or whoever else is the you know protagonist for that case i don't i don't see how that doesn't give you confidence that this could be the right you know strategy to follow vibes in a in a in a game like cricket will never go out of the equation because of just how it's structured and you know how things are and and how someone sitting outside has such very little control but what my mind goes back to is is for example the strategy breaks that are like uh you know the very common place in t20 competitions now um everywhere across the world i saw the sat 20 match yesterday and there also there are strategy breaks now i think there something like this can have can have a great deal of impact because by then you know what kind of resources the other team has left especially in a close match and what kind of resources you have left and there can be a like a good solid discussion between how the captain is seeing things on the ground and how the data analytics person is seeing things etc uh, and i don't see how that sort of a conversation happens in like a csk where probably the discussion is about you know where we are going to eat after the match or something but <laughs> maybe in maybe in some other teams that kind of that kind of discussion you know really helps in the it middle was, of a match so it was definitely yeah. needed in gt for hardik pandya because that is the only way ashish nehra will get the word across onto the ground yeah so i i think that uh, stats even in let's say test matches for example now has has a role to play because uh you know you can form strategies and things like that accordingly everyone everyone and their you know 9 year old nephew knew that india sort of made a mistake by not bowling short to travis head early enough in the wtc final and when they did things were slightly different so i guess they definitely have a role to play but yeah i mean social media can be blamed for multiple ills uh, one of these i didn't know that this was going to end in philosophy, yeah. <laughs> philosophy <laughs> i am no, but ch- i'm going to go, once is i'm go. saying that i'm talking about selection of 11 players it doesn't matter once you're on the pitch yeah, no so selection going. yeah yeah huh. let me get to that selection i think is done best if 
the selectors actually go and watch the games which is why my thought process about selection has often been that uh, either these five guys whoever are are doing the job for india are probably relying on opinions of domestic captains and match referees and umpires and coaches they trust big time big yeah. time as in huge or i mean they have like multiple clones of themselves and they are going to you know watch all of these matches for example let's say england day versus india a is happening england lions as they like to call them and my question always is that if the junior team is england lions how do you then give a name to the senior team but that's for another day uh baz lions badlian baz baz balion baz yeah bale baz yeah whatever else it is but rajat patidar scored a 100 right now how do you begin to sort of put that sort of 100 in the larger scheme of things and and where does that place him in the pecking order as far as you know indian batters are concerned who are going to let's say replace a virat or a rohit or someone else in the 11 so unless you're watching cricket with your own eyes and i don't mean nets because i don't think nets oh, is a substitute i was i was about to say if you were coming to tell us that bharat sundaresan would be the best selector <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i mean unless unless you are actually watching people out on the, which is why i am also not a big fan of these 17 playing 13 kind of matches warm up matches that happen when we go on tours these days unless you are actually watching first class cricket there's no way no way you can select a team and uh, to my mind australia with its limited number of teams is a great example because you see someone like cameron green or you know murphy or uh, konaman or many of these other guys being selected over much more experienced campaigners because the selectors see something in them and whether they that promise sort of plays out or not is a is a different story it's essentially a bet but i am all for you know making those calls and us relying on the selectors to make those calls which is why i mean non selection selection is is not really something to break your head about i think bihar to... is doing a really good job at this because they selected two teams for ranji so best <laughs> <laughs> shout best. out shout out to zenabs home state for uh, being proper gadhe <laughs> <laughs> so i think uh, a lot of this dhoni csk thing gets overblown and it's kind of become a cult about this 38 year old strawberry farmer etc etc in the ipl if you like trace the history of the ipl teams who have actually like prepared wickets that are suited to spin they have done very well historically I don't know why more teams don't do it. I mean, even if you look at the current roster of IPL teams, I mean, the only two teams you can say are like who prepare like spinning decks are Chennai Super Kings and to some extent uh, Lucknow Super Giants. In the IPL, I firmly believe it's easier to build a squad when the conditions are favoring spin because you can like have indian seamers who bowl cutters etc in the 11 easier especially over the last 2 3 years i think csk have done a phenomenal job in picking players to be honest so i am going to be a bit of a contrarian i don't think like csk has been oh surprise right. won't be the first time won't <laughs> be the first time 
first first uh, first of all vamu just to let you know you were a contrarian when you said 30 year old strawberry farmer he is 42 years old <laughs> no because no, but, uh, i mean vamu why do you why do you rate uh, someone like a hessen and flower so highly i think uh, andy flower has shown across leagues in the world his ability to Uh, mold fairly average franchises and take them very deep and uh, some of the work that he has done with the australian cricket team is also fairly well documented in terms of getting players who been like fairly like average against pin to step up their game uh, especially in the shorter format is is worked as consultants consultant like i think even before the t20 world cup i, I believe when Australia won it in Dubai. If I'm, I'm not sure, Andy Flower may have been uh, the consultant for the T20 side. Uh, so, and he's got a track record. We all know what he did with England as well uh, when they were playing. I think turning around, etc. It all started with when Andy Flower's reign as coach, basically. So, I think he's got a good thought process around T20 hitting. I'm excited to see how Kohli and Flower go together. Uh, I won't be surprised if Kohli has. I mean, really that will create Kohli flower. Kohli flower ball. Are you ready for this? Kohli go B. Everyone go on mute. This is last couple of minutes. Uh, so, but vamu are you are you sure that uh, he was the consultant for the t20 final i mean t20 tournament in dubai was i think he was i'll have to check but i think i i, I he did if, spend if he some was, time no, no, don't 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 worry don't worry fact, i was i was just missing spammo so i did a little <laughs> <laughs> no but uh, vamu in your opinion so what is flaw doing like it's it's a mental thing or it's like a technique thing it's a database thing like or just like he's just been lucky and like he's just happened to he's be flowering i mean i mean luck is uh, i mean he's done this across like leagues in the world i think luck i mean it may be a bit harsh to take away huh. some of what he has done uh so i think he's got some thoughts on how t20 cricket has to be played like all this whole right handed left handed stuff like having different kinds of bowlers in the side uh having like dedicated like spin hitters pace hitters etc so he's got some fairly like progressive thoughts around around how t20 cricket is to be played uh which he has been able to replicate at various franchises uh i still think that he will struggle this year with rcb but uh, i believe he has been brought in with a more slightly more longer term remit uh, but yeah i think his record is absolutely phenomenal i mean i mean if you take look at the ipl roster i mean while again gautam gambhir was the face of lucknow super giants like you look at the best constructed side in the ipl or the squad in the ipl i think it's lucknow i mean the kind of options they have uh and yeah. the kind of wickets they play they do play only think... 19 overs when other teams get to play 20 <laughs> shout out to so 
<laughs> so yeah i mean again like that thinking does shine through rachna you should tell us about uh, how this plays out in women's cricket or even the other leagues that you've seen right whether it's women's cricket etc yeah. etc et what's you been closer to the action than most of us all of us in fact yeah i was thinking about this point one on the role of stats and secondly dhoni said that um, evaluating cricketers based on um the confidence they've shown in the past month versus nets it's very relevant with regard to women's cricket you know if you think about our squad versus australia or our squad versus england i mean india england neck to neck in terms of quality if you were to compare people at an individual basis australia as well i think we are an we are a very good team and we can certainly challenge them but you know there's this one word that has been repeated constantly throughout the uh, throughout the india australia and even the india england series which is intent and how do you measure intent in terms of statistics um and uh, especially i and i think that was one of the main differences between india and australia's performance i mean every other commentator would talk about you know running between the wickets um australia being far superior to you know india and then when you see you know and uh, when you see one of some of the indian players actually showing that intent you can see the difference and just as an example um intent of shreyanka patel uh versus you know um uh, when it came to like she wants to hit a run every uh, she wa- she wants to make that run um uh, versus the the other players um there was another mm-hmm. point on you know uh, intent with regard to renuka's fielding yes bowling's there but you know um she uh, missed the catch uh, between uh, she and jemmy there was you no know, a lot of criticism um around that so um i i think um yeah statistics go so far um but uh, selection in the women's game i think they they are starting to think more around this point of intent even though it is honestly quite really hard to measure all said and done uh, i mean this management like with amol mazumdar at least they are mm. taking the right steps right i mean in terms of giving more opportunities to younger players and persisting with players even if they are going through a bad patch uh, i mean identifying a core and just so don't you think that like that seems to be a bit more stability on that front uh, leading into the world cup you know i honestly i don't know if i think that's a bit of recency bias honest, uh, honestly um because and i think this will always be very hard when it comes to cricket and now i think it's going to become even more difficult with regard to women's india women's cricket because we do not play as many international matches um as other teams and that's because of um uh, wpl at the moment like there is nothing in schedule for um uh, india i think the next mm-hmm. series that's coming up i mean I, i don't know i think it is directly the world cup in bangladesh where are we going to get um uh, where are we going to get uh, any um Snake you know pits. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it's a uh, so so i think it's a difficult one and even you know persisting with uh, you know cricketers who are not in form do we have other options do we have other options apart from um, harmanpreet kaur um shafali verma finally you know has been has been dropped from odis but then again if we're going to play you know it's a, a bit of a random decision who do you choose in that uh, in that moment so i think it's hard and i think you know we are entering this phase of women's cricket where you know suddenly there is a lot of marketing and publicity but you're seeing a lot of that through the league and so we haven't re- you know reached this 
um stable place of leagues versus uh, bilateral um cricket yet and so i think it's just want to watch in the next uh, couple of years rachna on that note I... Uh, i think there's been an announcement about uh, red ball competition for uh, domestic competition for india women uh, you think uh, they're going to follow through on that you think it's it's something that is needed at this stage or would you say what is needed more is is just more you know white ball action domestically or internationally and that will be that's more important as of now i think it's a bit of both the international uh, women's i mean the india team uh, obviously gets a lot more investment and there's disproportionately lower investment in the domestic uh, uh, female game versus the men's game so one is there and um, second is uh, just increasing uh, you know the number of matches uh, internationally as well i mean it is abysmal that india's first odi in 2023 was in at the end of december uh, I, i mean barring the bangladesh series that everyone knows was extremely poorly managed but and so i do not count that at all so um <laughs> it is a combination of both yeah. yeah it was a trick question uh, the answer was both so well done well done on that rachna <laughs> rachna on your point on recency bias with amol mazumdar i think we spoke about this uh, i highlighted one of the incidents in i think england uh, test uh, where harmanpreet wanted to take a decision on whether uh, they should yeah provide follow on Uh, choose for follow on uh, on the field itself and amol uh, muzumdar kind of signal to her please come back to the dressing room we'll discuss and ultimately they decided against it i feel that amol muzumdar brings that uh, calmness and uh, you know probably sensibility into the team i i feel uh, i've seen uh, them uh, having uh, uh, not arguments i would say discussions during in between matches also harmanpreet i i think they will be at loggerheads at some point in time because harmanpreet being aggressive and uh, i think amol mazumdar has a very clear uh, kind of mandate with him more than the recency bias uh, i think uh, you know there has probably not been a stalwart like amol mazumdar uh, who has been managing women's or coaching women's cricket and that might change a few things uh i i'm not saying positive or negative but uh, it might change a few things and uh, that's what i'm hoping for yeah completely agree and my only knowledge of is through observation watching these matches and you can see the attention he gives to the matches and the focus he gives compared to uh, ramesh pawar i don't know if it's just the camera person just focusing on amol mazumdar but it was it was good it was good to see that um and you know not just him but the fielding bowling uh, bowling coaches as well um so yeah hopefully we'll have uh, some better performances in uh, the future when we do have games same hope we had when another stalwart took over after <laughs> or took over the coach of the indian men's team two years back like whenever <laughs> you mean 10 years you mean 8 years back 8 years back <laughs> whenever camera planned on him he used to be 
seriously writing something like full <laughs> like even if even if like first hour of test match ball was well left yeah. he still used to be writing right. something basically one, so same one, one stack of 200 page notebooks on the left and he is writing in a new one just <laughs> ball one whereas the previous coach the camera always caught him napping or drinking i, I want to ask But, what is the difference <laughs> i i want to ask mm. that uh, when the said coach came uh, into the job uh, it's Kohli i, I love how how we have oh. stopped taking names on this pod now yeah. <laughs> all, it's all left to inference it is only because of respect he just uh, listener, celebrated the listener is like thoda aur batao thoda aur batao nahi nahi for the listener this is your own cage match you can attach any two names to it you get <laughs> I'm saying, I'm saying, uh, when uh, Dravid uh, became the coach, Kohli uh, was removed as captain. And uh, this is a question to everyone: What are your feelings about Harman Priest now? <laughs> See, if 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 Harman Priest doesn't figure out how to ground her bat when she runs between the wickets, we will have a Kohli Kumble type of situation. I am hundred percent sure of. It. Seeing women's situations from the lens of uh, men, amazing. We have reached a new high. <laughs> This is twenty twenty four. Wow. <laughs> no, but um, I don't know if we discussed right. There were some questions around uh, Harman Preet's post match reactions or something where um, she put it on Shreyanka. Yeah, yeah. Or and like I think it was taken out of context or whatever, right? But in general, yeah, I yeah. think as uh, the scrutiny. gets more it's going to be tougher for anyone yeah plus her poor run of form is not helping and yeah. she's not being and where will she recover her, her form by the way exactly the, so the next fixture for Lodha them Cup. is in december nahi nahi next Cup. fixture for them is in december <laughs> australia away 3 odis followed by west indies at home 3 odis 32320s and then ireland at home for 3 odis 32020s that's it No, but I think isn't isn't WPL much better way to like? Sure, sure it is, but that is two months, right? What do you do for the rest of the ten months that yeah. you have? I mean, you're you're not playing competitive cricket for sure. There is domestic white ball uh, competition in India, but I mean the point still stands. We don't get the women to play enough cricket for sure, either domestically or internationally. On that note, BC, you yes. have to set it up. for the kite flying contest oh my god okay fine oh, this is no. okay so this is how you stay attuned to the best tournament on the planet when it is not even happening right this is like uh, hanks uh, dream come true <laughs> so, so so this this is an ipl indian patang league it is what is called okay by the way i am not making any of this up it's called indian patang league it is organized by a broadcaster who does not have the rights for the ipl right so oh. how do you are we allowed to name the broadcaster or is this i don't know that's why i'm keeping <laughs> this you i don't know i am i don't want name to no what is there hey, okay, i i called out dravid no you call out yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, is this on star sports can we watch it I don't. So Star Sports has organized this, and all it has is a couple of articles, which is which is brilliant. Okay, like all the articles, I think everyone got the same um, whatever script or uh, no, pre- uh, press release. Toolkit. It's called Toolkit. Ah, my bad. I don't. I forget. <laughs> Toolkit. So Indian Patang League was organized on the day of uh, Sankranti, which is when traditionally you have these uh, kite flying contests, and uh, there were people allocated uh, the names of the Indian Premier League teams. 
and lo and behold, SRH and RCB made it to the finals. And there also RCB lost. Now, every news release, oh. every news release on this is along the lines of SRH defeat RCB in IPL final, but with a twist. Oh. And then they go into the details of saying, you know, that this was the Indian Patang League. And it is one paragraph huh, organized by Star Sports, Indian Patang League on the occasion of Sankranti, uh, SRS defeat RCB. And then they, there are five paragraphs detailing that these two teams met in 2016 IPL final. Yeah. <laughs> SRS actually defeated RCB team. Captain was so and so. This guy scored 50. That went to wickets. And and this is... No, but... Yeah. But Bissi, were were any of the players there or like coach? Like who was who was flying the kites? I want Some to know. Random dude. They were uh, no because there were, because there were maybe... no strings attached. Team selection was done on the basis of like some stats, etc. Like how how good is your pull? <laughs> pull statistics. <laughs> cutting statistics. Cut, da. cut is more. Cutting statistics. Cut is also weird. Oh, you would have made it. That jobs, chopping oh. statistics, you would have made it nice. <laughs> no, but RCB finishing second reminds me of that thing, right? Like uh, there's some meme which says you're such a loser that if there was a tournament for losers, you would still finish second. <laughs> they like, why second? You can't even win that. Like that is the RCB statement. <laughs> But wait for the cauliflower years. As, uh, <laughs> I think oh, the that's best part why, about that's why Kohli has introduced the cut shot in his uh, in his repertoire again because uh, I mean Patang League is happening, so need the cut shot back. <laughs> so the best part about this Indian Patang League, somebody on Twitter put this out. Shreyas Iyer kite stopped flying as the Maja was shot. <laughs> <laughs> Q Q hand rant next week. On all of this. Oh man, nice. Love. There's only so much that we can discuss about Indian Patang League. Should we now talk about the team that has been selected for the first two tests, which includes, uh, at last count, some 32 wicket keepers from all hold over on, India? Hold on. I have I have quiz Nay, question. First, quiz question. First, please, first. Please. <laughs> Are we not discussing India's Afghanistan first? <laughs> yes. <laughs> wait, wait, no, but Chops, just to say, 32 wicket keepers were selected and even then Sanju Samson. Sanju didn't find it. Like you said, you can use uh, the same uh, content everywhere. This you can use anywhere. Like Sanju Samson <laughs> was not selected. Like, at any point, you can say. Okay, I have a quiz question. Wait. Okay, huh. the uh, trophy for India, hey, but England. Wait, wait, series. busy. But if he has a passport size photo, he can get selected for India men's seven aside football team, and it'll come in <laughs> Malayalam. <laughs> 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 okay, busy, go on. Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay, huh. The India England uh, men's test series. Uh, winner is awarded the Anthony D. Melo trophy. Correct. Which trophy is awarded for the England India men's? Patodi. Patodi. Brilliant. Too good. Ever wondered why is it two different <laughs> names? But... Uh, I don't know. I mean, because, you know, both people were considered important. I don't know why it's two people, but no, maybe no, Patodi's had a England yeah, India both connection yeah. and. Uh, Anthony D. Mello was like this Englishman who was there in pre-independence India, had a big role to play in the first test or something that happened. I don't know. He was one of the co-founders of BCCI, apparently. 
Now they are again back to like announcing squads at 11:30 in the night surreptitiously somebody will give some like release to one news person saying Ishan Kishan has been dropped on disciplinary grounds Shreya Sayer has not been dropped on disciplinary grounds but rested what nonsense is happening in indian cricket i mean like and i am like i mean are these journalists like nuts they do a press conference with the coach at the start of every series nobody is asking him like who is going to be the coach of the world t20 side <laughs> i mean i can't believe that's a question that nobody is asking i mean they are then asking questions like was ayer rested or like drop was ishan kishan rested or drop like giving all these lollipops to rahul dravid to answer Unbelievable state of affairs. I mean, the BCCI and the selection committee coaching all screwed up. But like, at least the journalists can get their act together, right? Oh, great! I mean, that's great. the Indian journalists that can is, get their act together. That is what. Yes. That is the I first hope. thing that you think can happen. I, I'm only, guessing they, they would only also this... be towing the line now, right? Like, if you yeah. ask yeah, 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 uncomfortable questions, then you are out of the next. And I am. I am. My my hunch is that all this uh, Ajit Agarkar thing and all experiment was immediately uh, cut off. <laughs> no, I don't think it's been cut off because of that. I don't. I think the basic question is like nobody wants to answer like what they're going to do with Rohit and Kohli. Basically, I think that's a million dollar question. Ah, no, but how did they get that? selected? They said uh, we will get selected, so they got selected. Is it? I and you can't drop one without dropping the other. That's pretty. See, there are, that's the way it looks like. There, yeah, Rohit Sharma various... said, uh, "I am okay with being dropped if you drop Kohli also. Like, don't Something, complain yeah. about pitches here and there." Yeah, it, that way. There are various theories going around. One is Rohit was recalled because there was nobody else to captain the side. It seems. I mean, one <laughs> Afghanistan series at home, like you have to get Rohit Sharma to captain, is it? Ishan Kishan has not been dropped. Shreyas Iyer has been dropped. What about KL Rahul? He's out of contention. No, KL Rahul has been dropped. That like Dravid oh, made it clear. clear that he has okay. been. Yeah, that is that he's made it clear. Ishan Kishan, I don't know whether he's been dropped. What? Yeah, there Sir is, there is a is lot that, of yeah. 
he has made he's himself no, but... unavailable for selection and uh-huh. if he wants to once he wants to come back he will play domestic cricket and make himself eligible <laughs> i mean make of that what you want to i mean amazing like and the same day like ishan kishan like releases nice video of himself doing vipassana and all that <laughs> what has happened yeah, that that was nitin ra that was nitin <laughs> <laughs> no but basically but, they made it ambiguous right like so the selection yeah. can happen between like 50 60 players in indian cricket and it will all be decided based on ipl which happens just before the world cup i think yeah, that's where i think you're, i think you're attaching too much uh, significance Importance to afghanistan to, yeah, yeah. Uh, to an afghanistan t20 series and expecting logic when it was missing even in important matches like south africa yeah. and all that so that's okay rohit Give rohit it. was recalled after 14 month exile from t20 and he forgot to call <laughs> shumangil on the second ball and got run out There's he couldn't no remember point. the team forget that he could, again <laughs> rohit being the great captain that he is he couldn't remember what team he's turned up on <laughs> वेरी इम्पॉर्टेंट क्वेश्चन सो what is what are your views on uh, the 60 second rule between overs change which has led oh. india to uh, be two overs in advance uh, during the t20 oh. what do you mean explain what? this ha shuru se shuru karte hain shuru se ha ye rule kya hai pehle wo bata so rule i i like, think there is take one tick tick to they'll count there is a rule that uh, uh, during over change a team can a fielding team can take only 60 seconds and the bowler has to be ready within that time okay. and uh, uh, this was applied to india afghanistan and commentators were all appreciating it like uh, you know india is well ahead of the over rate in fact india were two over ahead when they finished uh, oh, nice. in terms of time no and- but i think it's high time it happened right i think one of the like joys of women's cricket is that it is predictable like if you say it is 75 minutes it will be 75 minutes like the match finishes on time right i don't know like been taking too many liberties in men's cricket on that front as much as uh, i hate icc over rates and all that i think and getting docked world uh, wtc points for it but uh, none of you knew about the rule i am uh, no. now go- googling whether i'm yeah, correct or you not. can be making up this for all we know like, we <laughs> yeah. still agree with And agree with ramu and this is full causation and all okay you're saying they finished with higher best over rate because of this rule change kanta they don't even that. know the captain doesn't know the team you think he'll know about rule changes like this <laughs> <laughs> yeah it could also be because in 3 uh, degree celsius the bowlers weren't taking uh, a longer run up <laughs> oh mogali cricket stadium why do you ask a question about answer of which you are also not sure da like <laughs> you really expect like some all of us to know the answer to that question ah i mean today, only you only you vamu let me be honest jobs <laughs> agree Nobody agree fully <laughs> hard agree jobs today today the uh, match is at uh, new dharmshala stadium yes gun <laughs> afghan jalebi meets poha jalebi That is the title for uh, all that star sports jing bang that they'll do. 
they in the t20 series against south africa there was no we played t20s in south africa also right yes, yes. how many who ಆನ್ಸರ್ I am going to Clue. say it was Shreya Singh. KL Rahul. KL Rahul. Clue. He has been dropped from the next T20 squad. Ajinkya Rahane. Ajinkya Rahane. So not, not Kishan Kishan or Shreya Sayar, is it? No. Oh. <laughs> There are other people who... So, so first Rahul. you tell who was the captain. Achha, Sky was the captain. Yeah. And then Sky also got injured in that, right? <clears throat> so Ishan Kishan is not. Sky is not. Ruturaj Gaikwad. Oh. Nope. Oh. The, okay, I'll give you the answer. The answer is Ravindra Jadeja. <laughs> oh. He's been dropped, huh? Yes. Obviously, because Akshar is playing. No. But that's the, that's the quantum of mess that we are talking about. No, but does anyone have a list of people who have been dropped, people who are unavailable? Only person like tracking on this planet kidding. is Varun Murli for a pointless series of three T20s with Afghanistan. And no, he'll keep out-raising the details. Categorically stating that someone's been dropped and someone's been not. And this, again, he's speculating, huh, by the way. No, no one's no, commented that this Jadeja clear. dropped. No, but this is the last, uh, I mean, last international T20 matches that you're playing before the World Cup, right? IPL is there, guys. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> IPL is there. <laughs> First Patan you lead, build the stadium, then you build the stadium. You're talking about. <laughs> so, my understanding is that the only two players who were rested from this T20 side are Bumrah and Siraj. Hey, uh, was there, Chappi, was there, or Rajna, was there a women's match in which the... coin toss was thrown down or whatever or yeah, like yeah. Uh, wbpl 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 has a bat flip na oh. yeah should be no but uh, our economist friend uh, mr tarik laskar had sent us a link basically saying that uh, coin tosses are not always 50 50 right uh, there is apparently 1%. a 50.8% chance that the side that is on top when you are flipping a coin will land right um uh, okay. compare and contrast with i think rohit sharma having lost the last 13 tosses or something and forgetting his own team but uh, yeah it was interesting to see you can you just throw it down like what was that i i have like only vague recollection okay, of seeing i it. think we have uh, caught rachna also in a moment of ignorance we have <laughs> yes <laughs> mission is about us all about asking questions to which the answer you don't know yourself like uh, <laughs> that is the vibe no but i i saw this somewhere on twitter where this uh, captain sort of threw the coin down on the ground instead of flipping it up <laughs> what do you think about the wicket keeping selections and uh, any news on um, who will finally keep or is it going to be as our great friend iman pande has said that we needed one more wicket keeper because there are going to be like four bowlers right so for every bowler there should be a separate keeper <laughs> and we needed one more well, i think 
I I think it's going to be Bharat. I mentioned some time back I didn't see KL keeping in a home test series. So uh, I think he'll play as a specialist batsman. Uh, it will is also because, mean. Is that because KL's keeping against spinners? Uh, what do you say? Suspect. I mean, what's the reasoning you think? Yeah, you need they, a specialist keeper. You just we were just saying like, we were saying uh, the same thing chances. about uh, KS Bharat one year back. I think one one. Hey, one second, no, no, sorry. What do you mean specialist keeper? Why? No, why the, the funda is uh, when you're traveling abroad, you need to lengthen your batting lineup as much as possible, and you're not keeping to like vicious turn or whatever, right? So you can go with you can compromise KL Rahul. Yeah, and it's a good compromise. But in yeah. India, A, you don't need like KL Rahul to keep because you can get a specialist keeper and you don't need that need a longer lineup. Yeah. Because Ashna and Jadeja or Aksar will price Aksar, out. Aksar. This is Aksar, Aksar Dimelo series. <laughs> Vamu, Vamu, any uh, any thoughts on why Dhruv Jurel got selected? Has he had a good uh, domestic season uh, which you... Uh, prompted to Rahul Ravid that he should get selected. <laughs> I think there have been other keepers who have done well, Better. but uh, yeah, I mean he's also had a good season to be honest. So it's not like okay. uh, like it's it's a bit out of the blue because I don't think he's been part of the India setup for very long. Uh, but yeah, I mean it's fine. I think it's one so of the those... idea is to get. Uh... Test match caps or India caps for everyone in Rajasthan Royals but Sanju. So, yes, it's VJ Swal, Dhruv Jurel. Next will be Insta by Riyan Parag. Avesh Khan also. Avesh Khan. Everyone except Sanju. And Ash Anna won't get a test match but in that Rajasthan. Just like Sanju. When are the test matches starting? 25th, I think. Oh, so we have like one more podcast to like they've they've scheduled <laughs> it scheduled a test match before Republic Day and all with England. So Modi ji oh. will come for, for the test match. He will come, oh. but I think Macron is the guest of honor or something. Okay, on that the, that is it. Outrage over. Outrage no go. For yeah, Vamo. No, no, go for it, Ra. Oh, wait, I'm waiting for outrage. I, I thought he'll bloody take another yeah, half. An hour. No, I didn't. So, I didn't have too much of a problem with that escort, oh, to be honest. Yeah. Oh damn! Should we ask them to change it then? <laughs> Mic drop. Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> but just like we have different keepers for Indian conditions and uh, outside, can we not have a replacement for Shreya Sayer for India? And uh, he plays well in India, but outside. Uh, I think I don't think Ayer will Ayer starts the starts in the side basically. This India England one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah, I don't think so because you have to like you have Rohit Yashasvi opening. Uh, you will have Shubman at three, Virat at four. Correct. Uh, and uh, KL at five. Right. Okay. And then you have your specialist keeper, uh, <laughs> whoever that is, and. Uh, then you will play Ash, uh, Ash, Ash, Jad, Ash Jadeja and Aksar, and Sir. you will have like two seamers. Yeah. So I don't think Shreyas will start. Oli <laughs> Pope has given uh, full uh, news bits saying that uh, even if you give us spinning tracks, we have the spinners to tackle it. Do you want to hear the batters to tackle it? What is yeah, yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> that's the logic. No? <laughs> okay. On that note, let's call an end. To episode 106 which, which we note? have uh, <laughs> uh, it's been um, a lot of fun 
for uh, people in different time zones and rachna has been uh, duly trained and prepared for her nepal stint about which we will link up something in the show notes and uh, till the next episodes it's goodbye from all of us varun bisi sandy tony and rachna and me bye 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 bye, bye. 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 bye.